As I was saying, the pandemic is continuing to disrupt international freight. Among the issues is a shortage of shipping containers, causing delays for both importers and exports around the world. Chris Edwards is the president of the New Zealand Custom Brokers and Freight Forwarders Federation and managing director of Go Logistics. He joins me now. Good morning to you, Chris. Good morning, Kerry. How are you? Good. Well, this is Good. this has been signalled for some time that there were going to be major problems because of you know, disruptions to, to factories, disruptions yes. to shipping. Then we had the ports of Auckland debacle, yes. which didn't help, but wasn't entirely their fault that we're seeing so many disruptions. No, it's not, it's not unique either. I mean, we're no. seeing it around the world, you know. Yeah. So uh, what can we do with people waiting up to months when we are, the, we are probably the, the last thought on any shipping company's yeah. mind? Yeah, I think we've said before we are the Stuart Island of the supply chain at the very end of it. There's a a real problem with congestion around the world at the moment, Uh, the United States being a prime example, but also even Australia with industrial action starting next week. And congestion brings ships out of play. So let's take Los Angeles for the moment, 60 to 70 vessels at anchor. That means 60 to 70 ships not working around the world, leading to delays and and all those sorts of problems. That's not an easy fix. Um, There's a lot of reasons why, you know. Yeah, there are a lot of reasons why. How do we get around them? I've noted that some New Zealand exporters have looked to buy ships, you know, their own ships, and have just found that to be impossible because of the red tape. It's not so much the price of them, it's the um, rules around them. I think there's two different types of New Zealand exporters just going to that section for the moment. You've got the guys at the big end of town, and they're represented by a thing called the New Zealand Cargo Owners Council. That's your Fonterras, your Turners and Growers. They've got the bulk and size to make decisions like chartering vessels, sending things out in what we call bulk ships. And they're not as affected by by these issues as, say, the majority of New Zealand exporters who are the small to medium guys. Those small to medium guys are struggling to get ships out of the country and they're falling behind other manufacturers around the world who are taking their place with their clients. And that's a significant issue that's been sort of bubbling under for the last six or eight months. It must be so difficult to be at the, well, to be the, the person who's answering the phones in the office from oh, yeah. <laughs> from yeah. people who are needing the supplies from the customers. They'll be screaming because everybody's screaming at the moment. Well, I've been doing some roadshows around the country with NZTE and one of the trading banks, and the stories are all the same. The government says, export led recovery, please, let's diversify, let's do new things, which Mm. is great. Mm. But then how do you get your products to market if you're not one of those big shippers? And that's the part that's been forgotten. And what we're seeing now with the rest of the world opening up is, you know, some some company, sorry, may have done 10 to 15 years worth of sweat equity, getting into a market, getting a New Zealand unique product there, and now they can't supply, and that person is saying, you know what, you can't supply, I enjoy dealing with you, but I'm going to have to go somewhere else. And that is happening more and more often, and it's a serious problem, and one that won't be easily fixed. No, I remember seeing that with um, oh, the Mowbray boys and their yes. partners, and they were saying yes. they'd, they'd got a, a deal into Walmart, I think it was. Walmart doesn't care that you can't supply your 100,000 units on time, or million units on time, because it's not your fault because of shipping. They just Agreed. want them on the shelves. 
Do, and, and remember, I guess supply chain has changed in the last 16 or 17 months as well. So we've gone from a, a just-in-time supply chain to a yeah. just-in-case. And what that really means practically is people are ordering a lot more volume of the same thing. Yeah. So if you can't supply and you've also got problems with even making things because you're short on labour or getting raw materials in, that's a further problem. Um, and yeah, I've sat with exporters who've been in the game 15, 20 years and seen that work eroded because of the inability to get stuff to market. And they can't get to them to explain or get to them to have those those personal relationships that help keep business going. They're just at the end of a phone call. I agree with you, Kerry, and I think that's where people get a little bit um, hung up on Zoom and team calls. Yes, they're great for maybe 90% of the deal, but that final 10%, the, the handshake, the dinner out, the negotiation, yeah. is still best done in person, and we've seen the issues around MIQ and travelling at the moment. So yeah. you're right, that, that is a problem. I see in an interview with the Financial Times, Takeshi Hashimoto, the president of Mitsuo OSK Lines, part of Ocean Network Express, says governments need to step in to sort out the mess. How on earth would a consortium of governments help? It's interesting because I think when a lot of your listeners hear that statement, they'd be thinking about pricing because there's a lot of anger about the shipping rates at the moment. Yeah. But I think what he's referring to is congestion because congestion is the sort of silent killer in the supply chain. As I mentioned earlier on, vessels outside ports not being unloaded or loaded mm-hmm. makes a massive problem around the world. I think what he's referring to is getting that uh, resolved. We saw this week, for example, the army in the UK yes. about lorry drivers yeah. ports. That's the sort of thing I think he's referring to because okay. if they don't get involved, I don't see how it's going to clear. Uh, it's, this could be a problem for a year or two, you know, so it's a significant issue. Yeah, it, I, I don't understand how it can't be cleared. Is it because ports are continuing to stop and start because of well, Delta outbreaks? Yeah, you did right about that. Some ports have had high absenteeisms because of Delta. Places like um, China, some of the Chinese southern ports, obviously shut down because of COVID. You've got industrial action, Australia, for example, next week. That's brings right. out rolling strikes yeah. and, and that sort of thing. I also think probably there's been a huge underinvestment in things like truck drivers and stevedores and people who make this work, uh, you know, over the last few years. And now we're paying the price for that. But it's particularly bad in certain hotspots, the Americas being one of the main, uh, main issues at the moment. Yeah, because they took a lot of ships off the routes, didn't they, in the immediate aftermath of COVID, thinking, oh, dear God, the world is going to crash. Yes, and And then everybody sitting at home buying, you know, from around the world, and, and that caused from nothing to an explosion. It's interesting, though, because there's a report out this week, I think it was in The Economist, um, that the actual increase in demand is only 5% on traditional volume, which doesn't sound right, does it? No. Because of these issues with congestion and ships just basically not trading around, they're stuck at places, potentially, it's causing these issues around pricing as well. Uh, But I think uh, the the change in that supply chain model has caused these issues of significantly, you know, increasing your orders. Uh, It hasn't helped either. What do you see as the solution? What, what would be the steps you would take? Would it be governments clearing the congestion in their own particular ports? That would help, but I think the, the scary thing, in my personal opinion, mm. the only thing that really sees this go away is demand dropping. 
Right. Once demand drops away and, and people aren't buying online and perhaps travel will do that in some places, perhaps inflation and in others, then you'll see, I think, some catch up. There's a lot of shipbuilding going on at the moment and a lot more vessels will come online in time. But it, it just seems it's going to need time. And I think this is, to use a terrible cliche, the new normal for our part of the world, probably for at least another two or three quarters, perhaps even longer. What about the Winston Peters approach of, right, okay, well, let's not depend on manufacturing from overseas. Let's make it all here. Let's get the Toyota manufacturing plant in Thames up and running again. I think there's probably some value in that depending on the commodity, but that can't happen quickly either. I mean, it's no. not like tomorrow you can start a factory. But I also think the Kiwi culture perhaps plays a part. We seem to like buying things cheaply rather than, uh, you know, spending a higher cost. So I don't see that changing anytime soon either. We are a strongly importing nation, and you saw the balance of payments recently show yeah. that, you know, it's yeah. what we do. And advice to people who are waiting on product? Oh, I get asked that question all the time. I, I think there's a couple of things I would say. It's not the retailer's fault and nor is it your logistics company fault either. I mean, there's a lot of stress, a lot of angry people, uh, you know, taking that out on people that really can't affect the change. I, I think I saw in other reports, planning is important. Yes, it has been the case for the last 12 months. Yeah. Um, but, but really, there's not a lot that can be done other than, you know, try and speed up time and hope these things... Uh, maybe with some government intervention, get a bit better and fixed. I mean, the ports of Auckland will be another case. As soon as that automation's finished, mm. that brings another port back online. That probably means more services coming to the country, and that'll be well-received here as well. Absolutely. Yes, and in the meantime, don't yell at the people at the end of the phone because they are like the Air New Zealand counter staff who can't make the fog go away. They're oh, not the reason. Cost. <laughs> Kerry, we get so many complaints from clients that, oh, that's an outrageous cost for a container. <laughs> I agree it is, but there's not a lot that we can do about it. No. No, I totally get that. Chris, lovely to talk. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Chris Edwards, Group Managing Director, Go Logistics and President of the Customs Brokers and Freight Forwarders Federation.